Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is my co-hostess, Vanessa Hogel. And down in the chat room, our favorite chat moderator, Quarantine Ghost, whoever he or she may be. <laughs> you guys keep trying to figure it out, which is funny. Well, uh, coming up tonight, well, actually live right now, <laughs> Leetriana Brown is with us right this very moment. It's been a long day, folks, bringing in boxes <laughs> and stuff all day long. It's, it's been kind of crazy. You guys know I'm in the middle of a move, but we are still doing the show. Um, yeah, Lee Brown, I've, I've known her quite a few years, almost as long as Vanessa. Um, she is the hostess of a number of radio shows. She's a Reiki master, a shaman, a paranormal investigator, fourth generation, and uh, many, many other things. It's an absolute pleasure to have, have her on the show. We're going to be talking about many different spiritual topics tonight. Lee, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been... Um, yeah, quite a few years that we've known each other. I've been on your show a couple of times. We finally right. have you on ours. So it's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I've heard great things about the show, and I really appreciate your allowing me to be on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. So one of the topics, you have several topics you want to talk about tonight, and you are very learned in, in many spiritual topics, but uh, you thought an interesting one to cover this evening would be reincarnation, which is a topic that a lot of people have questions about, you know, what happens to us when we pass on? Do we come back here? How is it that we come back here? What's your take on reincarnation? I feel that uh, reincarnation usually happens with, um, I feel like people that feel like they were either cheated or they didn't get an opportunity to achieve the things they needed to or or they wanted the extra um, challenge, the extra effort of being able to go back through another life. Um, as an example, uh, my son, uh, Elijah, was the uh, premiere episode, the concept child, if you will, for the ghost inside my child. And um, not only was he able to talk about memories that he shouldn't have had as a, a toddler, <laughs> about World War II, about hiding from Nazis, things like that. Uh, there were a total of 27 different things we were able to confirm by using a Russian translator. Uh, we, it took us years to be able to put it all together. Um, you know, that we were able to collaborate and get all the information for. Um, but, you know, listening to him talk about the things that he did um, the fears that he had uh, for the children that he saved, what happened to them, how are they, did he make a difference, um, fireworks, were, that, that was particularly traumatic for him. He didn't think they were fireworks, he thought that they were bombs, and he would jump on me to protect me, and he would wow. yell, incoming you know, what child does that at three? Yeah, really. I mean, that's that's really young uh, to have that kind of a reaction. Now, now, children are afraid of fireworks, you know, just mm -hmm. like puppies, you know, or, or dogs. But to yell incoming, and he'd never yeah. heard that before. So, um, and then when my husband was deployed, and the advice that my son gave my husband before his deployment, that's when I knew how intense this really was. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, I feel like uh, if you look at that particular case and then you look at other cases of people that I've, uh, oh, excuse me, that I have um, uh, studied over the years, you know, there's a lot of either uh, 
their life ends very traumatically or uh, something has happened where um, they feel like they want to find out more. They want, or they feel like their life was shortened and they deserved a bit, you know, more of a chance, you know, that type thing. Uh, uh, lots of times it's due to war or sudden illness, um, you know, so um, there's a lot of uh, triggers too. Whenever you, so, you know, we could talk about that too, if you'd like, but. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I think people would certainly be interested in that. I, um, we've covered reincarnation only a couple times here on the show. So any further details I know our, our viewers would certainly be interested in. There's some people that think that, you know, if you do awful things in your life, that you'll come back the next life and it's, it's very challenged. You know, you have lots of heartache and lots of, or if you're very beautiful, the next time you come back, you won't be as beautiful. You might have, you know, um, something wrong with you. So, you know, I don't really subscribe to that feeling. Um, I feel like that, uh, we're, we chose oftentimes I have been able to, to verify, uh, that we choose where we go. And lots of times we'll reincarnate with people that we had lived with before, but it's actually a choice. So you think we like have like a soul sort of group? Like, yes. that's, a, that's a term people like to use as soul group. So you, you think that is certainly a real thing? That is that is very much a real thing. Okay. Yes. I've had, <laughs> I yes. <have> it. <laughs> really? I would yes. love to hear more about that too. Yes. I have a very large group that I've actually um, come, come back into contact with over the past five years. And like you and I talked about before the show, um, all of my lives have ended very traumatically, very very traumatically. I've watched my own hanging. I have watched my own um, gang rape and murder by strangulation. Um, that was that was probably the most difficult. But all of that has all of that happened to me when I was twenty years or younger. In all of these previous lives, I've I've never until this particular life, I've never made it past the 20 year mark. It's always been around 17, 18 years old. This is the first life where I have not only made it past that age frame, I have born a child and it took me six tries. I had six miscarriages, but one of those miscarriages was twins. Um, so, oh. so it, this is the, the first child I've ever actually been able to have and the only child I've ever been able to have. And he's 17 now. And, uh, I, I've, I've been able to accomplish in this life what I have never been able to accomplish in any of the previous lives based on being who and what I am. I'm a card carrying, crystal toting, tree hugging, dirt worshiping, candle practicing witch. And <laughs> that has actually cost me my life in every single one of my lives. And this is the first life that it hasn't done that. And I didn't even come out of the broom closet until what was that, Mike, really come out? publicly less than six years ago give or take um and i mean publicly come i understand out. and uh since then once i owned it instead of shying away from it and hiding with it and being murdered for it um everything has changed and the people that have come into my life that i know for a fact and i've seen the past lives with them it's it's everything and when you see someone that you knew before, the realization is so real. I mean, you can actually feel it go through oh, yeah. your whole body. 
Oh yeah. It's the almost sound like of a, a voice. A, and it's like, oh my God, there you are. That's exactly what it is. You, you hear someone's voice and you're like, whoa, that's my, that's, that's mine. Uh-huh, this person uh-huh. is mine. You know, whether it's uh-huh. a friend, a lover, a family member, it doesn't matter what it is. That is the best way that I can put it. This person is mine. They're my people. And it's, it's, I always believe that we are a whole individuals in and of ourselves, Right. that we don't need anybody else to complete us, but we do need these people to complete our soul family. I love that soul family. That's beautiful. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's just, I, I would lay down my life for any one of them. I understand what you mean. Oh, Absolutely that's... understand what you mean. Yeah, I didn't mean to take that over. Y'all go on ahead. <laughs> oh, it's, it's beautiful. I appreciate you sharing it with me. Um, I have always had feelings uh, th- that I knew that didn't belong to this lifetime. Uh, reoccurring dreams, um, fears of things that weren't rational. My husband had the same thing. And, uh, you know, memories that just, it's just no way that it transpired in this lifetime. And then when my son, you know, he was trying to get up on the bed he was a little guy you know so we had to heave him up on the bed and he said mommy i'm i want to thank you for having me i chose you to be my mommy i'm sorry you didn't have the baby before me uh-huh. but it but i wanted to come to you and i've how did he know that i had a miscarriage before uh-huh. my son did the same thing uh, when he really? was two yes when he was two um and the, the, the viewers have heard this many times, but I heard him talking in his room and it, it wasn't in the standard two-year-old gibberish, you know, Swahili, how I say, you know, they're speaking in Swahili. Um, he was talking to his Bubba and Sissy oh. and uh, he did not know that I had lost a set of twins on my 30th birthday. So, and I had him when I was 31, uh, 30. I was when I was 30 as well, the end of my 30s. Um, he did the same thing with my ex-husband in regards to warning him about work. And he did that at, at three years old. That's amazing. At three years old. You have no idea how comforting this is to me. Yes. Because <laughs> so, there's so few people I can talk about this to that will really relate. Oh, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking oh. about. And it, uh, to, to have somebody who doesn't believe in this, like my ex-husband come running into the bedroom and look me dead in the, in the face and say, did you hear what your son just said? Not our son, your son, because of what just happened. I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, but why? I said, because he's warning you numbnuts. And sure enough, it saved his life that night. It oh. saved his life that night. What he told him. That's incredible. Yeah. At three years old. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And it is extremely difficult when you try to express these types of feelings and you have so many questions yes. and you have nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody to talk to, to, talk That's to right. because they think you're freaking crazy. That's right. They think you're crazy. They think something's wrong with your kid. Uh, is your child schizophrenic? Uh, you know, you get all kinds of questions. Uh, what did you do? You know, what did you do when you were pregnant with your child? You know, the, I got it all. Oh, yeah. I got it all. But I was very fortunate to have my husband. He understood. Um, he analyzed everything um, that my son said. He's got a memory, of, you know, very fortunate 
to have his memory because um, I'm emotionally going through it with my son and my husband is, you know, on it. He's listening, you know, because he talked about jumping out of an airplane with a pillow over his head. Well, oh, the pillow bless. Was, the parachute. Was square. Yeah, yeah. square parachute. And he talked about getting shot. Um, he was crawling and could say certain words. And uh, he was starting to, to walk. And he would he would pull his leg behind him. And I said, baby, stand up. And he said, no, no, shot. And I said, baby, you didn't go to the doctor. He said, no, bang, bang. Oh. So he was oh, remembering all of this, you know, of the... Uh, the PTSD has been real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to this day. Like you. Like yes. you were discussing. To this day, every sweatshirt I have, every T-shirt that comes up high, I have to cut the neck out of because I've died multiple times via strangulation or hanging. Um, I love fire. I love being around fire. But I am absolutely terrified of burning and absolutely terrified of drowning. And there are very specific reasons for that. You know, I love water. I don't have to get into it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those things. I, I know each and every way that I've died. And I've actually been remote viewing for a team in England who was was investigating what happened to be the actual area that I was hung at. Oh. And, and they actually had an EVP ask for me by name. I was going to ask about that. when you. This is going to freak you out. And then I'm going to shut up, okay? Oh, no. It's going to freak you out. Um. The reason that is so pertinent is the entire time my mother was pregnant with me, my name was Brandy Nicole. The moment she gave birth to me, my name changed to Vanessa. And that is the name they asked for. Your mother knew. She knew you. So that's bizarre. It's beautiful. To me, it's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. It's like, yes. (laughs) Somebody that gets it. We're not weird. (laughs) No. We're just aware. Exactly. Uh, 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 Sometimes too aware. Yeah. My son wanted to go by the name Peter. He said, my name's Peter. Like Peter, not Peter. And he kept trying to say it. And he kept trying to say it. And um, I found a, a, I had to just dig, 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 looking for books. I had people, libraries, you know, all over the country looking for anything that I could, you know, anything I could get for, you know, help. And finally, I found a book at Brown University, and my last name is Brown. I thought, okay, well, that's an omen. Uh-huh. And it was in Russian. And uh, I found a lady to translate it for me. And I have a video of my son listening to her talk, and she said, I know who you are. All 27 of these confirmations you've been talking about since you were two years old is in this book he, he said um well what's my name and he said she said leonid petrovsky and he said finally i've been trying to say oh petrovsky. bless <laughs> he was so excited and, and to this day you know we talk about you know okay old man what's petrovsky wanting to do today because he you know wears the old bow ties and the old newsboy hats and things like you know he's like an old fart you know he's 18 but he's like an old but that's beautiful because he because of your understanding and because of your yours and your husband's compassion and your due diligence in trying to find out exactly what was going on he can be comfortable in his own skin that is an unbelievable gift and that is something that most of us don't have it took me to getting into my 40s i'm going to be 49 in march i didn't get comfortable in my own skin until i was around 42 
It no, just this wasn't. It wasn't happening to this child. Not yeah. not on my watch. Because he thanked me from the time he was able to really speak. Thank you for being my mother. I chose you, and I knew then that I had a responsibility. And that's exactly what it is. I, I I've done a couple of shows on this, and I and I I'm glad that you're here so you can stress it as well. That is something that I think a lot of parents that have these children, because let's face it, y'all, a lot of us do. Okay, right. Don't poo-poo it away. That's right. Even if you don't understand it, even if you're not involved in the in the paranormal or the metaphysical whatsoever, let your child speak. Let them draw. Let them try to tell you in the only way they know how. Right. Who they are. That's you, right. Yeah, you can figure it out later, but don't automatically go, must be a problem, child. Where's Ridlin? Oh, yeah. That happens far too often. Yes, it does. And I work with kids, have for 21 years. And I will tell you right now, it's bullshit. Yeah. Just saying. So. so speaking of choosing, we've had a lot of questions coming in from the chat. And I would like to get to some of these. Um, Joe Chandler asks, I have a disabled daughter. Do you think she chose to come back disabled? Oh, gosh. It's very possible that she was injured in a past life and that it followed her. That's another um, question here, too, from Victoria M. asking, I've heard that when you're born with birthmarks, birthmarks are representative of wounds you received in a past life. So, so being disabled could also be the same thing. I agree. I absolutely agree. I've talked with several people from India that work at Reiki hospitals, and they have also uh, collaborated. You know, we, we talked a long time about this, mm -hmm. and uh, they, they agree. And... Um, Dr. Woodard, who is a um, child psychologist and hypnotist, uh, he said that he has seen that friend as well. So I feel good, not just saying this is my opinion, mm -hmm. because it's worth what you pay for it. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but there's other people out there that are saying the same thing. Um, lots of times, uh, like I said, when my son was pulling his leg, you know, when he said I was shot, you know, that kind of thing. He's yeah. no bang, bang. Um, he's, so also he's, still got feeling, a, he's still feeling pain in his leg. Yeah, he actually ended up going to the hospital. We had to go to Shriners. There was other things that came about with that. And um, it's, he's finally recovered from that. But, you know, he does favor the other leg. Mm -hmm. And he said he, he remembers it. And um, just like we take love in or pain in and we carry it with us because our awareness follows us into eternity, you know, into, into the next realm. Uh, I feel that these these types of pains do as well. It's just something that goes in with the DNA because we make those choices. A lot what of a, people's phobias yes. are based yeah. on past life experience. Yes. What, um, what about things that we've learned in a past life? Do those follow us? Do we continue to progress and grow? Because it, it seems like, you know, some people that we have today, I mean, there's a lot of different theories. Either they've regressed or some people theorize that some of these people may be like a newer soul and they're just starting off and they're in they're at the very beginning of learning. There's people that um, I have seen that I know that they're asleep. They're an old soul, but they are starting over. And usually that's a gift because something very traumatic happened and it needs to be removed so that they'll get a chance to start over. Then there's others you know, that are the, the eternal soul and it's following them. My son could understand and speak German as well as English up until he was five. 
um, now it wasn't fluent because English wasn't fluent, you know, but, um, (laughs) we were watching, uh, the history channel and we were just sitting in the kitchen. Uh, we have a television in there, you know, we're family, big family. And, uh, so we're watching this thing and, uh, my son is running up and down the hall. He's just a busy little fella. And, um, he stopped and looked back and Hitler was making a moves, you know, something like Hmm. this. And we weren't paying attention what was going on with it. But my son starts laughing. He walks right up to the TV and he's laughing. And he says, oh, he's funny. And I said, son, that's Hitler. There's nothing about that guy that's funny. He said, no, no, he thinks he's pretty. (laughs) And I thought, what? Wow. And, And then the translation came on and he was doing this. And he was telling a joke that he was pretty. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's really so, interesting. Yeah. Right. And so I realized, I mean, he was laughing and he was translating it for us. And then he ran out of the room, like no big deal. And we're sitting there looking at each other like, did that just really happen? Holy crap. That just happened. So, um, you know, that just things like that, that carried over. Mm-hmm. Um, but the German only lasted a few years. That That's fallen by the wayside now. It has fallen by the wayside. Okay. Um, well, he, he could probably Russian. pick it up again, though, just like that. It'd probably be a lot easier yeah. for him, yeah. Yeah, he was Russian, but did question German soldiers. And mm-hmm. because he had to learn German to speak with them, it was something that was traumatic in his head. Yeah. So he was able to remember it. The Russian, he can understand more of, but he can't say it. The pronunciation's gone, but he can still, to this day, we'll watch movies in German, and he'll tell me what's going on. Oh, that's really wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, let me let me blow your mind. Sure, in, absolutely. In the military, okay, mm-hmm. and he's an armorer, and uh, well, he's uh, see, you see the gun? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I just I'll keep it this way though. But uh, <laughs> my son, when he was six years old, could field strip and, and function check an AK forty seven blindfolded. Wow! Wow! A Russian AK. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! Now, of course, it wasn't loaded. I'm not a moron, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, we, I am a redneck, you know, and we are, <laughs> we are gun-toting people, and I am a badass shot, yes. And uh, so is my whole family, and if you got a problem with that, I'm so sorry for you. But not to you guys specifically, but, uh, you know, that is just who we are. But uh, my husband said, son, have you ever seen one of these? He said, oh, yeah, I used to have one. Oh, wow. And he took one of his blankets, SpongeBob blanket, mm-hmm. threw it out in the middle of the floor, Set down Indian style, and he started taking apart and putting it back together. Really? And my husband sat there and said, "How you get good at this?" He said, "Well, I ought to. I had one." And he said, "Watch this." And he took my husband's belt and put it around, tied it, and did it blindfolded. Now that blew my mind. Yes, that's that's really wild. Yeah. Now it's. it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Reincarnation's how many people could real, hear people. That. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's amazing, though, to me how many people could hear that exact story mm-hmm. and their brain will immediately try to discredit it. Yeah. Immediately. And that used to make me angry, but I realized it's fear based. It is very fear based. Yes. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yes. Vanessa, you are the woman. <laughs> I like you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Do you have any idea how much my life would have been so much easier, (laughs) you know, 12 years ago if I had met you back then? (laughs) Because I felt 
like it was my husband and I against the world. I really did. I understand. And when I when I say fear based, I don't mean that there are a bunch of pansies walking around, but there is something very frightening about being accountable and being held accountable for the choices you've made, not only in previous lives, but in the ones you continue to make in this life. And when I see people that have that perspective, when they are that afraid to, to be confronted or confront themselves, I, I, I actually, I pity them. I really do. I, I actually have, have sympathy and empathy for them because I too, a long time ago was that person where I tried so hard to, to, to say, this isn't, there's no way, there's no way I'm, I must be nuts. And it took my son pulling me out of the closet. Like, you know, not like it did you, but like your son did for me to get to this point. So I get it. I get pissed off about it, but I still get it, <laughs> but I do get mad, <laughs> but, I I, but I rein it in. I find mm-hmm. the peace in me. That's what I do. I find the peace in me. But well, um, studying Reiki and Qigong and studying shamanism and being able to understand how to use a medicine wheel and and how energy works, um, it it really explained a lot. Uh, helped me really wrap my mind around the idea of the eternal soul and how we can become part of the great spirit, and then how we are chosen to come back. Or we earn the ability to come back, however you want to phrase it. But, you know, I I knew my husband before, okay? Mm-hmm. I've got to tell you this, Vanessa. I've just got to. I'm, I'm sorry, here. Mike. Just, no, just go right ahead. Yeah. I'm sure but, it's going to be a fantastic story. <laughs> okay. So um, the first time I saw him, um, I turned around and looked at him, and he looked at me, and our mouths dropped open. And we both said at the same time, oh, my God, there you are. Yep. And that was it. And uh, after many years of, you know, uh, going through Elijah's story, and then my daughter was in on this as well. Okay, she had memories, but she wasn't fully awake like my son. Um, I actually had an attunement for him while I was still pregnant with him because I was having such a difficult pregnancy. I needed the extra energy in order to, you know, make it through the pregnancy. I nearly mm-hmm. lost him twice. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, my daughter could remember things and I would, my husband would, and I would immediately separate them. We would take one on one side of the house, one on the other. And we would work really hard to make sure that they didn't contaminate each other. That's where the investigator part came in. Okay. Um, you know, we would figure out, okay, what does she say? She's saying, it's not Peter. It's Petre. Petre. It's like Petre. And so he would say, it's like Peter. It's not Peter, but it's like, so, you know, we would go back and forth. Finally, I was able, the whole story is, and I've got to write this, Mm -hmm. but uh, my husband was a Russian pilot that crash landed in France in my farm. Uh, I was by myself, uh, my father and mother, and um, most everybody was killed, but my, my brother and myself, we were starving. Uh, I was able to save him. Uh, he had brain damage in one of his eyes, had blood pool up in it. It was horrible. Um, and of course, there were, uh, with all of this, there were, uh, we did um, past life regression, hypnosis, right. like that. I mean, this has been a series of about 20 people ha- trying to help us through this. There's been videos, there's been uh, people reading 
recurring dreams. So this isn't just me making up a cute little story. Okay. This is very emotional for me. Um, so I was able to nurse him back to health and I didn't want anybody to know he was there because at the time, um, Nazis were in France and mm. I knew that they would target him and he was fixing things and helping us around the farm. And finally I wasn't hungry and I had been starving. My brother and I had been, you know, we were really just barely making it. I was working with a newspaper trying to get information out. Um, somebody ended up turning us in. I shouldn't have done that. I should not have done that. But it ended up, we ended up getting caught. And uh, I was pregnant by my husband. Um, his name was Yerky. Hmm. I could still, his big brown eyes. I, when I woke up and I could see that was him. Uh, I loved him with all of my heart. Oh. And uh, uh, Nazis attacked us. Uh, my husband, he, the damage to his brain was, it came back. I saw the blood pull back up in his eye mm. and then it was coming out of his nose and he, he died. And I was pregnant and I didn't want to lose the baby. Of course, uh, you know, I wanted to have his child. And uh, Nazis came. They knew that he had crash landed. I'd been turned in and I was attacked and raped. And I was losing the baby. I was hemorrhaging, and I would not let anybody take the baby. Wow. And I bled to death. I bled to death. Mm. So that's how that went. But uh, my uh, it's tragic, husband, but it's still a love story. It was beautiful, yeah. and the fact that we were able to find each other again, mm -hmm. and we knew each other, you know, but we hadn't put it all together. Yeah, Maybe but like right when you saw each other, you knew. I was like, you, "Oh God, there you are." Yeah, that was it. And Elijah had been one of his soldiers. And he actually took care of my daughter, who was his daughter. Uh, and uh, they were saving um, children. They were smuggling them out of Russia. Wow. The, uh, the Air Force in Russia had fallen. And uh, they were getting these children out because they were going to be taken captive. And my daughter, which was at that time his daughter, she drowned to death. Hmm. Uh, she would dress as a beautiful wealthy woman and these children were her children and she would get on a boat which I didn't realize at all the ge geography of how Russia was and this huge river that goes around it and the boat that would go across I didn't understand all of that I was understanding it through my children I mean I've studied geography but I mean who who thinks about this stuff I'm thinking of my <laughs> kids you know right right and she's telling me she's on a boat and she's got these kids with her. And I'm thinking, you're on a boat. Where are you going? And then I look and it's a river, you know, and uh, she was attacked. Oh. And she had on this big yellow dress and the dress was so heavy. She wouldn't leave the children. They were terrified. She couldn't get them to come on and she wouldn't leave them. And she drowned when the boat went down. Oh, that's And sad. we were able to confirm it. So she earned the right to come back. And like you, Vanessa, she... This is the first time she remembers being married. This is the first time she's been able to have children. I've got a little granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something. It um But isn't it terrifying when you it, do something new? Yes, it is. Um, but it's also unbelievably empowering because it's for every one of those things that I never got to accomplish before, when I do it now, it's I won. I did you know, it. Yeah. I won. I did it. I won. And it's it it always enters my mind the bastards didn't get me. 
Yeah, that that's is right. what always enters my mind is they didn't get me. And but that doesn't mean they haven't tried. I was raped when I was 18. I was attacked by a um, and this is in this life. I was attacked um, and brutally beaten by somebody in a bar when I was 19. And uh, then there have been other instances where people where strangers have tried to attack me. I fought off an intruder when I was 17 with an 1891 bayonet and a long-haired chihuahua. <laughs> a long-haired chihuahua. Yep, he followed me home from the, from the convenience store. So it's, it isn't without the same attempts on my life. They just have not been successful. And I know, I know the reason for that now, and it's not one I'm willing to discuss right now, but I know the reason for that, and I know where I'm going, and I know what I'm doing, and I know I earned it. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Lee, because you did also want to talk about psychic gigs, and I want to try to segue into that a little bit. I have a ton of questions about reincarnation, and we'll get to some of those here in just a little bit, because um, uh, our viewers, our Mad Hatters down there are, have been asking some great ones, but... Um, so with psychic kids, are, are some of these things that they are picking up on, are, are they actually picking up on things like a, uh, a past life and that is being interpreted as their psychic? Is that, is that one of their abilities or do they have other abilities and perhaps this might be one of them remembering a past life? I think that lots of times children have the ability to read energy. Okay. And whether it's uh, reading the past life, reading the future, uh, sensing a spirit in the home, sensing someone is sick, um, knowing what needs to be said, being able to pass a message that's coming through a dimension. Um, lots of times, uh, you know, children can see in full spectrum. They can, um, they follow their instincts. Humans are the only animal on the planet that doesn't follow their instinct for some reason yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so, uh, but it, but it seems like but it. It, yeah it seems like kids do and i know there's some theories about that because they're so young they're still connected to that spirit world so there are certain things that are happening with them at a young age that they're still tapped into so they have these abilities and one of those i mean you're talking about you know talking in german uh, you know at four or five years old and um but other things that um, some of these kids are able to do, you know, it, does that go by the wayside for some of them or some, I, I know some of these kids, you know, grow up and become, you know, amazing psychics as well. So what happens during that time where some of these abilities go by the wayside? I think that, um, we choose certain aspects of our personality that we, we cling to. And then there's others that we have to let go so that we can continue to grow. Otherwise we would just, um, I often wonder, you know, um, my son's 18, you know, and I was thinking, okay, what is a Russian soldier from early World War II going to do with his life as an 18-year-old go, just going through puberty, having been through puberty yet again? Yeah. You know, uh, what kind of girls is he going to be attracted to? You know, is it going to be girls that are prudish and ladylike, or is he going to be into, you know, gothic? girl i mean who knows right is he into russian uh, girls i mean that's <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i thought you know what's it gonna be and how much do you remember that's gonna hold you back how much are you gonna remember that'll take you forward or scare you 
So, um, you know, I, I, I have, that is the, the dance that I do still as the mother of two psychic children that, you know, my son had a, a, a ghost of one of his fellow battle buddies here at the house with him. Oh, wow. He was uh, about three, four years old. And I remember him saying, I, I couldn't hear the conversation. I mean, I do have some ability, but this was not meant for me. I didn't hear the conversation and I saw Elijah shaking his head and there were words back and forth. And then Elijah got in my arms and he was crying. And I said, son, what happened? And he said, Josh was leaving. He got chosen to go back. He's coming back, but wow. I'll never see him again. I don't think we'll find each other. Oh, that's sad. I want to thank you for saying something you just said, because I get questioned about this and I can't get people to understand. And you just, you just did it not even knowing it when you said it wasn't meant for you to know it wasn't for you um my son had a had a guide had a protector when he was young and he called him papa he never called his dad papa or no 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 he called his dad papa his name was father he never called his dad father never called anybody else father never used the word grandfather father was with him from the age of about one and a half till he was almost six years old and I could not see father and I can see dead people. I couldn't hear their conversations. I couldn't hear none of that. And the most frightening thing to me was when my son pointed out during the Dracula 2000 movie, the Judas Iscariot scene where he's yeah. hanging and the silver is falling at his feet. My son, who had never seen that movie before, looks up at the TV because he came downstairs and he goes, that's father, mama. That's father. Judas freaking Iscariot. And wow. yes, and it, I was always worried to a certain degree, I couldn't see father, but he never did anything that caused my son any harm. And I always thought the same thing. It's not meant for me. No one could understand why me who, who sees dead people couldn't see that wasn't mm -hmm. for me. Thank right. you for saying that. <laughs> Just because we can see or talk to dead people doesn't mean we can see and talk to every dead person. Right. Nobody can do that. Thank goodness, because, ew. Well, how many uh, dimensions are there? How many lines of energy would we need to tap into? I mean, we would never be able to achieve anything. No. And, and it's not right. meant for us. If we're clued into something, we're going to get the full picture. And when you do a reading on someone, you're going to pass the entire message, and then you probably won't even remember it because it's not for you. I don't remember a word. <laughs> people, people will message me like nine months later, Vanessa, you're not going to believe it. What you said happened. I'm like, score. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't have a clue. <laughs> I'm but glad that yes. that was happening for you, but I don't remember it. Yes. Know? Don't have a clue, but yeah. yay. <laughs> let, let me ask you something, Lee, because we do, like I said, have a lot of great questions here from our Mad Hatters down in the chat room. Um, you were talking about your son talking with one of his ghost buddies from a previous life. So Murtaza Arif asks, um, in reincarnation, do you think there's also a possibility of paranormal entities making up this information and passing it down to us? Yes. Yes, that is correct. Uh, my cousin, my little... Um, well, he would be my son's, so he's my nephew. My little nephew is seven years old and his house is haunted by a spirit that is trying to convince the adults in the house that he's being haunted by someone that he killed in a past life. 
Oh, interesting. Wow. And so how I do we know is, what's the truth and what's and what's not? I mean, that's going to be very difficult for something like yeah. that. But luckily, um, I wasn't going by what Joshua was saying. I was going by what Elijah remembered. Hmm. You know, you Joshua, Joshua had very little to say to anyone about anything. He would come and he would go and it was, hey, how you doing? Here's my toy. How are you doing today? You know, I'm getting ready to go to bed, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And he's gone. Um, Elijah would remember I jumped out of the airplane with a pillow over my head. Um, and he would draw pictures and all oh, the children okay. and the pictures had stars on their chest. And I look it up and, you know, Jewish children or gypsy children had to wear the stars. Right. Yeah. Didn't know this. I, you know, I'm having to look it up, you know. And uh, this was the uh, partisan, the Russian partisan movement that he was a part of. And, um, you know, I had, I looked, I, I, I'm telling you, I've got a whole, I've got a book this thick of notes and pictures and things that, that he, you know, listed out to me, you know. So, yeah, Joshua didn't have a lot to do with Elijah's memories, but he was certainly a very large part of confirmation. Okay. Interesting. But um, a spirit can only do kind of damage that you allow them to. If you're not making exactly. a strong stand, mm -hmm. if you're not making a strong stand with who you are and what you want to happen in your life and the life of your family and children, then um, that can happen not just from the living, but from the dead as well. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where being a mom comes into play. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm a spiritual mom, and we're going to either do this the right way, or we're gonna, you can either take the sweet or the heat with this. You know, <laughs> we're going to do this the right way, or if these spirits are going to mess with my son, they're going to have a whole other set of problems. Exactly which why, right. Which is why I've studied Reiki, I've studied Qigong, I've studied shamanism, I've studied medicine wheel um you know, how to tune those in order to create force fields and mm -hmm. to protect him. And when he's having these memories, he doesn't need anything messing with him. That's not right. No. I mean, so, he's already dealing with enough. Yeah. But now I don't have to. He's 18 and he's much more powerful than me. <laughs> wow. Wow. So a lot of people are very interested in reincarnation and you know, learning, learning how that works. And people are very interested in their past lives. So Tom McNicholas asks if, if we can choose, can we remember our past? You know, is there something, maybe some techniques that we can do to try to bring up some of those memories? I think uh, Vanessa probably would have some great answers on <laughs> that, but I'm, I'm thinking guided meditation is the easiest way uh, to do this, uh, take time to relax your mind. And um, when I mean by relax your mind, I don't mean, you know, listen to some music that makes you calm and have a glass of wine. You know, really just lay down or sit in a comfortable position, sit in your favorite chair, however you need to do that, and try to make your mind not think of anything at all. Just listen to your breath. And then once you start to do that, you can feel your energy you'll know what emotion you're you have in just your natural state of mind and then you can slowly work your way back see how far back you can remember and then go beyond your memories and uh yeah i would rec i would highly recommend keeping a dream journal by your bed mm -hmm. and um if you have any uh, unusual phobias unusual memories or a fondness for certain things, definitely start looking into that. Um, if you have a 
desire to go to Greece and it's something you've always wanted to do or to London or something like that, there may be a reason for that. You know, uh, like take, for instance, when I took my daughter into an antique store, um, I could take her in at a very early age. What I would do is I would put gloves on her hands, little white gloves, and she'd wear a dress, carry her pocketbook. And um, that way I'd say, don't get your gloves dirty. That's sneaky. Don't get your gloves dirty. (laughs) Don't touch anything. You'll get your gloves dirty. You know, and so we would go through and uh, she could read it about four certain words specifically. But uh, we were going through and she said, I don't believe that. She might have been five then. I don't believe this. And I said, what is it, honey? That is not a chocolate set. Uh, That is not a a tea set. That's a chocolate set. My daddy gave me one like that. Oh, wow. 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 And I know that she couldn't read chocolate set, you know. And uh, she told the lady, that is not a tea set. That's a chocolate set. (laughs) Oh, you're so smart. How did you know that? And I'm going, oh, my God, let's get her. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And then at the end of the antique store, she's talking to a spirit that's standing there who owned part of the furniture. It was an estate sale. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But um, all of this was was going along to say I think I digressed away from your question. No, no, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. It, it all ties in. But mm-hmm. let me ask you something because you mentioned keeping a dream journal, and um, I have had a dream of a past death. But uh, we've had some other questions here down in the chat room that tie right into this uh, from Pungai Fungi. I wonder if some of our dreams are really past life memories. Sharon Lane asking, I wonder mm-hmm. if our dreams can open up answers to past lives. So how does that work? How, how do dreams and past lives work? And how can you tell the difference between what is just a dream and what might be a past life memory? I feel like the intensity level is something that will take it to the next level for you. If you're having the dream over and over, and it's not something that you can solve. Okay, have you ever seen someone that you haven't seen in years? And you're like, God, what is his name? What is his name? <laughs> right. And you lay down at night after the day's over with it. God, his name was, you know, Ralph. I remember that now. Well, it's very similar to that. You're having the string because your body's trying to remember something. Hmm. So uh, what happened with me, I had a dream of, uh, I had my dog. I clearly was a Native American, kind of a maiden type, um, running, having fun, fishing out of a stream. I've got my dog. I'm filleting the fish. And I'll give the dog the, the carcass of the fish, and I'm putting the fish in my pelt. And a guy comes over the hill and attacks me. And wow. um, I'm fighting, struggling for my knife. And my knife is floating downstream because the handle's made of wood. Mm-hmm. And I could not grab it fast enough. And... I wake up over and over and over and over. So my husband bought that knife. He found a knife like it. Oh, wow. He found one, I would assume at a gun show maybe Mm -hmm. or something like that. But this time he wanted it to be weighted down so that it wouldn't float. And he put it on the mantle in our bedroom and said, now you've got your knife, you're safe. And then I was able Hmm. to finish the dream and go into the next level of it. I actually did survive and I saw what happened and we were attacked and it was a long thing. So it helped me move on to the next level. So put your thinking cap on, try to take some of the emotion out of it if you can and figure out what you can do to go to the next step of the dream. And it'll make it, it'll make sense if you do that. 
One thing they can do, and I found this out um, with my first full imagery of one of my previous lives and deaths, um, it is quite possible during this process um, to pull your current self out of the self that was then and actually watch what happens with your own two eyes. I did that. I was able to, I was able to pull myself out of that body and watch from a distance, from a safe distance as they killed me. And as horrible as that sounds, that gave me closure. Um, It gave me a great deal of closure. I have um, seen people do um, guided questioning like the FBI. You know, okay, so you're a witness to a crime or you're a victim of a crime. Mm -hmm. Take me back to the crime. What was he wearing? What do you see? What do you hear? Because you're going to remember more than you realize. Right. Mm -hmm. And go through these things step by step. And the next thing you know, you're able to read a license plate or you're able to pick up on something. And if you can go into those context clues, then you're going to realize what era you're in and that kind of thing. And, And it may take guided hypnosis it may take um you know doing that for yourself just listening to some guided meditation but i, I highly and it might not happen it right away it's, it a lot of times it's going right. to take several times doing this yes Here we'll keep it away mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you have to just keep reminding yourself you're not there anymore mm-hmm. you just have to keep reminding yourself you're not in danger anymore right but you can only move forward if you deal with the danger you were in. That's right. So we have sometimes people aren't able to do the things they want to do. Like take, for instance, you know, have a long-term commitment or a happy marriage or something Mm -hmm. like that because they were victimized and now they're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they were uh, murdered by a spouse that uh, they were wealthy and they were murdered in, um, in order to take their money. Now they've come back and they're afraid. Um, like take, for instance, when my son was in uh, the ghost inside my child, um, there was a child and he was afraid to leave home and he had night terrors that he was smothering. And uh, he wrote beautiful stories and, um, you know, he was very gifted in that respect. But these night terrors really, really bothering him. And um a lot of his writings were very old school. Well, you know, long journey, you know, but right. as it turns out, he wrote the, he wrote gone with the wind. Wow. And, wow. Yes. He wrote gone with the wind and, um, he was running his tractor, you know, after he had written it and become uh, somewhat popular, uh, the tractor flipped over and smothered him to death. Wow. So oh, he wow. never, knew, he never knew that his, book his writings were as wildly accepted as they were he had no idea he had been as as successful so he was always asking about his writings and mom Mm -hmm. what will happen to this if i die and that kind of thing right he insisted his birthday was a different you know and it was actually his birth date the you know the one that wrote gone with the wind it was a beautiful story and he was able to go to the museum to see you know his book and actually go meet some family members that he had had wow. before and go oh, to his grave. Yeah. So it, he really was able to get closure and he's a wonderful writer now. So, Fantastic. 
we have an interesting question here from Betty Lange, grand old folks. Uh, it's kind of almost like the opposite of everything that we've been talking about in, um, you know, kind of the approach that we've been discussing here um, on this episode. And she asks, is there a way to get out of reincarnation? Can you prevent yourself from coming back? Now, I've had people tell me that uh, that have dealt in reincarnation. Let's, let me be very specific. They're part of the Reiki Hospital in India. And as we know, um, in India, you know, the majority of people do believe in reincarnation and mm-hmm. they understand that this is a, a, a widely accepted concept. Okay. They believe that you have to be very obvious and say, I will not come back this time. I am finished. I am finished. I will not come back again. Or they will say, um, I'm going to basically keep an emotional checkbook. And I'm going to say what I mean to say. And if I say something I don't mean to say, I'm going to go back and and apologize. I'm going to, you know, not have any regrets whatsoever. There's not going to be any soul ties. And that's a big deal, not having soul ties. Yeah. And, um, and they're not coming back. But, you know, a lot of people think it's a bit selfish to be, able to be that way. Um, I don't. Of- yeah. <laughs> well, part of your, Vanessa, part of your soul family, part of your soul group might want to see you the next time around. And if you're not there, I'm going to be a guide. Mm-hmm. And there are those that are actually going with me. Okay. And if we choose once we're over there to come back, that's different. But exactly what Lee described is exactly what I do. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. If I'm wrong, I apologize. If I'm right, I let you know. Um, I don't bullshit around. I don't pissyfoot around. It is what it is. There's no fuckery. There's no imagery. It just is what it is. And I make no apologies for that. Well, I've done my time. Yes. When I had, I had cancer. And um, I, I was facing my mortality. So I went back and sort of did some an emotional, you know, in, you know, I took inventory. Yes. And there were some things that didn't go like I wanted it to and things that went really well that I didn't take advantage of and this and that. And I started making my notes and writing letters and some of them had to burn and send to the oblivion because that's where they were, you know. But others, I was able to go back through and I've tried to keep it that way. Yes. However... Uh, Native American, the real Red Walk, uh, believes that you will stay with your family as an ancestor for generations mm-hmm. in order to guide them and lead them and love them. And so now I'm faced with the idea, do I stay with my soul family or do I stay with my biological family and be an ancestor for them? Because I might get out of the loop. You can be a guide without being earthbound. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that is the one thing that I'm very comfortable with. I'm very comfortable with the soundness of my own soul. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. I don't have any issues with that. Um, and I'm comfortable enough in, in the knowledge that I've obtained through the trauma that I've suffered through. That anyone that I have to guide after the fact, after I'm long gone, I can do that. I can do that with a clear conscious, a, a clear mind, and an open heart. I don't wish to go through all of this again. I think it's too much to ask of any one person. 
And it, I mean, people, you're right. People do think that that's selfish. I'm tired of being strangled, hung, and raped. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Well, humans are animals. And um, when they see something they want to obtain and control, covet, covet that's the word. It's not fun. I, clearly, I've had similar experiences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're like twins up in here. Mike. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. So let me ask one last question here from Murtaza Arif. It's an interesting one. Um, and it has to do with the uh, the religious debate on this. So he says, I like to learn more about reincarnation debate with others too. How do you answer critics from Abrahamic religions about reincarnation being a true phenomenon? So basically religions that are just like, you know, you're born, you live your life, you die, you get judged, and then you move on to wherever it is, and that's it. So how do you how do you engage in that sort of debate? It's so hard. Um, I've got probably, I've got a, I told you I've got my book that I mm -hmm. kept through the whole thing. And there's several, uh, at least 18 different uh, scriptures that talk about the everlasting soul and about reincarnation. And the majority of it is in the Old Testament. And usually I refer back to those. I don't have those to memory right now. Like I okay. said, my son's 18. But uh, I could probably reach over there and grab it because I'm looking. <laughs> I probably can because you might want to see what my son used to look like. I could show you what he looks oh, like now cool. and what he yes! looked like before. So um, I usually don't debate mm -hmm. when it comes to that type of thing because I know that their beliefs are extremely important to them. And it's a faith-based religion. Uh, I don't have a religion. I have a spirituality. And mine yeah. is not faith-based. Mine, you know, is, is more is more proven to me. But someone else's reality is as real to them. And for me to tell them they're wrong is just as blasphemous as my them telling me. So I just, you know you know, I, I wish you well, I wish you love, you know, that type of thing to those kinds of people. And, you know, if they have questions, if they would like to see the phenomena we've experienced with my family, I will explain it to them as long as they guard what they say and don't pass negative energy this way, because this is a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Vanessa? It's, very real and very personal to you. And it isn't up for debate. Yeah, I know what happened, and my little toddler saying these things to me, he trusted me, and sometimes yeah. I face the the fact that I feel like I betrayed him by even letting any of this be known. You know, I waited until he was about 10 before I really spoke my mind of what happened because I was really looking around saying, does anybody else have anything like this happening in their lives? Because this is some shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, oh, yeah. my husband, um, three months before he was to come home, my, my son looked at him and said, dad, um, you're getting ready to go to war. And if you don't get killed when you first get there, you will, you will, you know, have a, a close call just before you hmm. come home. You need to be very careful. And when the bombs start, get down. Don't try to run. It's going to be your natural reaction to run. Don't run. Get down. And and he explained some more. I wasn't even supposed to be in the room, but I was listening in the hallway. <laughs> and uh, 
I had to hear what was going on. I mean, my son's stoic face, instead of him crying, Dad, are you going to be okay? He was giving him, you know, advice. And, and he wanted to see what kind of armor he was going to wear. Here's my little boy putting this big hat helmet on and all mm-hmm. of these pads and, you know, Kevlar. He was telling him, this is so much better than what I had. I really feel like you're going to be okay. Just remember, get down when the bombs start. And sure as, sure as the world, it was two months just before my husband was to come home. And um, they were bombed. And if he had run... The next bomb would have landed right on top of it. Oh wow! And uh, I've got pictures of the the explosion of what happened, and um, he did explain that uh, to my husband that there were times when um, the enemy would destroy things that were very precious in order to hurt the you know the soldier. And, da- and my my husband had been they'd been giving candy to one of the schools nearby mm. to the children and um they they blew up the school oh that's sad. and so he explained everything to my husband and sure you know it just happened just like he said it <laughs> would and and there were studies done afterwards um that you know how to respond during a bombing because the way that it would explode it would bounce and then blow out and how it would create the shrapnel and if he had moved it would have killed him wow and so um, it happened just like Elijah said it would. So, um, you know, there's reasons why we have the memories we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Elijah said that if he meant carrying all of these memories just to save my husband's life for us, then he would have done that. Yeah, I mean, that could very well be the case. Maybe he has all these memories to do that very specific thing, which is which is truly amazing. And um, to me, it's all part of how this universe is connected together so uh we are at the end of the show though <laughs> when can we have yeah. you back i would love to come back yeah we'll definitely love have to bring to you back, back soon because we could keep mm-hmm. talking about this and so many other things um because you're so knowledgeable um and yeah we absolutely enjoyed the show uh but lee tell everybody how they can find you listen to your show uh your website all of that wonderful stuff right um i am on youtube you can just google my name and it'll take you right to it my name is so unusual lee triana terry brown Mm -hmm. and if you just get lee triana you know it'll go right to me yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, i don't know anybody else with your name yeah (laughs) right and um also i'm on facebook you can reach out to me that way um uh, with dragus productions um we've got five other radio shows that actually play the the um broadcast but then we have a podcast that comes after um the name of my show is family spirit international and uh i am writing a book and the book right now is not about reincarnation it's actually about the four generations i'm fifth generation of the paranormal the women of my family being investigators and i've gone back and investigated where they investigated and i'm giving their their experiences versus our newfangled mm-hmm. way of doing it that my 96 year old grandmother says we get too technical it should just be the old school with right. the candles and all of that the candles okay i love the her already okay because yeah. i'm old school i love her old already school. yeah you guys <laughs> vanessa youtube would click oh yeah <laughs> but i, I would love to it. i would love to tell you more about the book i'm more than halfway finished and uh, i would love to come back and 
I could show you some of the pictures, some of the drawings yeah. and things. It would be wonderful. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely love to have you back. So Lee, again, loved having you on the show. We'll definitely set up a time to have you come back and everybody go check out her website, uh, tune into her show. And when the book comes out, buy that as well. So Thank you. And, you know, we'll have you back to promote the book is what we'll do. Yeah, I appreciate so. it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. You take care. You have a good night. Bye, Hen. I need a moment of faith.